So, um, okay. Uh, I know that, uh, if you guys remember, Rumpus School was actually several episodes because there was a lot to delve into and I just couldn't cut it in a way that, you know, would just move the story forward or whatever. <sighs> I'm so sleepy. It's almost three. Oh, yeah, it's almost three o'clock. Okay, I should not be up at 3 a.m. Um, I actually have work tomorrow at 10. I should really be asleep. But, well, not tomorrow at 10, but later on today at 10, I should really be asleep. I have not been to sleep at all. But, um, enough about my problems. Uh, about Rampa School, um, if you will remember from episodes prior to this one, uh, Rampa School was about, like, five, maybe six to seven episodes. And they were pretty long, like, almost half an hour uh, a few of them were an hour long. There were things that needed to be discussed and handled gently, you know, because they are familial issues that are actually real world. So um, I wanted to give all of that the respect and the acknowledgement that I needed. She thinks that um, this guy that she's dealing with will be kind of like what in does or how in maneuvers about the world she knows uh quite a bit more than Ames even though Ames you know kind of had the same upbringing or the same you know freedoms but I guess because hmm I'm just speculating here maybe she was the type of kid who just did whatever their parents told them to do and still had a personality of their own, but was not able to, you know, branch out on their own too quickly. I mean, it could, well, it is going to happen. She's going to branch out to Mark, but it's not going to be in the best way. So just me rereading it after the few years have passed and I know what's going to happen later on. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe she should not have come into this. Maybe she should have vetted the guy a little bit more. I mean, basically, they spent, I'm going to say, about a week. I'm just going to throw it out there. A week getting the house together and with all of the other helping hands and the extra work that he put in to impress her and the fact that it is super hot like in the entire um like little apartment home thing and they don't have an air conditioner right now they're just stuck with fans and like there is i'm pretty sure that there's still industrial cleaning products that are probably giving them chemical burns on the insides you know because um my, uh, one of my family members' boyfriend, he cleans with, um, ammonia in bleach. Like, he cleans, like, the bath, like, the tub. And sometimes, even after he's used the tub, um, 
the the smell of ammonia and bleach, which is can give you very bad chemical burns and can harm you with like harm your breathing and you know do something to your esophagus or whatever if you inhale too much of it it like we have to raise up the window in the bathroom or if it's you know in the kitchen or whatever we have to raise the window up because those chemicals will stay they will linger even like two days after the cleaning has already happened so if um if he's like mopping the floor and it, like it's a big kitchen and the living room also um kind of molds into the kitchen so it's like a huge floor space like 60 maybe 60 to 110 like feet of like just square inch floor space so all of that is being mopped like the wood is being mopped the tile is being mopped uh tables and, and windows are being cleaned and everything and they're all being cleaned with these chemical with these heavy duty chemicals that are available to the public these industrial cleaners now bleach is very common but too much of it is still very harmful to our insides as human as to any living beings insides that's why if you have like ants or roaches or rats or spiders these types of chemicals will actually make them hide um maybe inside of the wall or hide behind pictures in window seals if you're just like you know wiping the the windows and making them shine but not really getting into the corners of the windows and the window panes they'll you know like sit there or you know they'll find some type of crawl space and they'll hide out until the chemical isn't as harsh till until they like they're able to actually come out and um, not be affected by it because if they happen to stay out and do whatever and can't find a suitable hiding spot well they will most likely die due to ingesting the chemicals that's why you know like um it was really difficult for me because when i go into the bathroom or when i go downstairs for like a drink of water or whatever and it hits me like my nose is very sensitive and my taste buds are sensitive as well so um I went to work the next day and literally I had a sandwich with you know like a really nice sauce on it for lunch and I literally I could taste the chemicals on my taste buds so um of course I'm not sure how it's affecting Chrissy um she hasn't told anyone um, about it affecting her or whatever but I'm pretty sure since she's young it might hit her the hardest but Ames was literally stay like she literally was forced to stay in the house and clean while you know her mom and sister went out to get decorations and to get essential things that they needed um and the dad was 
getting hardware stuff and, you know, working on stuff outside or moping and drinking while outside, you know. So, um, I'm just a little worried about her health, you know. Um, let's continue reading this. We drove no more than six blocks and turned into a driveway of a house that looked different from the one I'd just left. That it looked a little different. I mean, this is church. Mark turned off the ignition and bolted out of the car. As he headed for the door, he shouted over his shoulder, Come on. I opened my own door and followed. Like you believe I go to church, Mark said. He unlocked the front door and grabbed my hand, pulling me up to him and kicking the door shut all in one motion. So, um... I'm pretty sure that she at least thought, like, at some point, okay, we will go to a church or whatever, and we would probably go somewhere else just before, um, like, just before he would take me back, but, you know, you can't say, oh, I, I didn't even go to church and blah, 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 and, we didn't even get to meet. Like, that's another thing. Um, yes, you know Mark. You know him. But you don't know his father. His father could be a pedo. His father could be um his father could be a man that deals with drugs or has an alcohol problem or is um I don't know, uh, say a rapist or, um, he's an illegal gambler or whatever. And, you know, maybe Mark knows, maybe Mark doesn't, you know, but you don't know his dad. And the thing, the rules about going to church, um, I mean, it's safe because who would, Because church always seems safe, especially to the seemingly Christian America. It isn't really as Christian as people would like to think, but it is actually very, very, you know, I I actually don't even know what to say. Um, It's very iffy, like. I don't know, America is such a melting pot, and it's so split up into so many pieces and things like that. Like, honestly, I I don't even know how to say it. I, I just know that for me and my situation, if my mother and father were to, um, you know, meet this boy who's helping us do something like... Um, Say my dad needs help uh, laying a patio out. So he's creating a patio and a small deck to like put a barbecue pit in or something like that. And, you know, he's he instead of like doing all of the construction and decoration by himself, you know, the whole family is helping. And Mark just so happens to know a little bit about this and that. So he comes and helps. 
And if my parents were to um, be told that, hey, I'm, I'm taking her to church and um, I'm doing this and doing that because of the previous, you know, days and commitment to helping and the, the fact that this person obviously likes me, uh, I'm the daughter in the situation, um, they would be like, oh, well, that's like a cute little first date kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, well, no, I don't know anything about this or anything about that. Like, I'm pretty sure my parents would also fall into this trap. And me being, because I was a like a church girl, I never missed church. And um, this is like when I was younger, I never missed. I always went and I like to go to other churches, but I was like most comfortable at my own because I knew everyone. Practically all of my family lived there. Well, not lived there, but they were always there. So I was like, well, I always have my family. And, you know, I have friends that are like my family and congregation members. I feel safe here. So um, if my parents heard church, they would think, oh, safe. But there are so many different types of churches. There are so many different types of spirituality, um, you know, shifts and spirituality. Uh, I'm not going to say legions because that doesn't sound right. But, you know, uh, so many different types of religions and, and beliefs and denominations and things like that. So, I mean, like, literally anything could happen like this could be a church that is more of like a cult or something and the parents then say okay well I want to talk to your dad I want to meet your dad before I send you off with my daughter before I allow my daughter to go off with you that would be what a concerned parent would do um or at least from the outside looking in that is the right thing to do that is the smartest decision to make because he's just taking her to a house and I'm I, I just glanced at the next line and you'll see why you know that extra like step to do some more vetting would have benefited Ames in the long run like I understand that from a teenage perspective because you know um it's, it's not like I was not a teenager I mean I was I'm just saying you know um it could be a little annoying like oh my god do you not want me to have fun do you not want me to meet people do you not want me to be like comfortable here I have to live here now because of our situation and I would like to live here and not be you know so I, I would like to you know fit in and mesh well and not be oh just the new kid and be ostracized because I'm new but a lot of times that doesn't happen with like a small town or a small city or whatever, um, you would most likely be the new kid and you would be interesting and fun even if you did the exact same thing 
that a certain group of people who are in the school already did because you're new. And there's a chance that you could go with this group. There's a chance you could go with that group. So kind of, at least for me, when we were moving around, it was more of like, hey, I want to be your friend or hey, I think you're cool or hey, you're the new person. If I start hanging out with you, you know, and you do something cool that I could up my status and, you know, it's just a whole bunch of stuff. But we're talking about Ams and Mark here. He's had, he's taken her to this um, house. She has not asked any other question other than this is church. Like what? Like, and she got out of the car immediately when he, you know, said, come on. And I mean, like, for me personally, I don't think I would have gotten out of the car. Or I don't think I would have allowed him to, you know, like, take me all the way into the driveway and then turn off the ignition. I would be like, oh, are we picking someone up? I would be asking questions. I mean, um, usually when I'm in a car ride with people I know and trust, a lot of times I don't really waste, you know, precious, you know, like, traveling peaceful quiet time that's when I listen to my meditation music that's when I um think on things by myself like you know um I don't really need to talk to this person or that person because you know we're going to the same place and we can talk later and you know I know this person I'm comfortable with this person but she doesn't know Mark like that she may be comfortable with him like very comfortable because she thinks that he's attractive and she likes him, but being a swoon, like swooning, and well, not, well, it's not swooning. Is it swooning? I'm not sure. But like falling for a dude is is pretty typical, you know, because we're all human. But the the whole thing about not asking questions, I mean, literally, he's taking her to a house. Who is to say that? Once he gets her in the house, locks the door, who's to say that they're not like a whole like sex tribe or an entire like drug ring or they're doing things illegal like cockfighting or who's to say he is not a serial killer. Many a serial killer have captured young girls, have um, you know, like manipulated them into meeting them someplace or have, you know, at some, some point used their charisma or their sex appeal to get, um, a girl, a child, you know, or a boy, anybody alone and done something horrible to them. It's, it's been too many to count. I would say one to three times is too many. Like, oh, well, one time this happened or, well, twice this was said to have happened or this time um, this method was used three different times and it worked every time with this like specific person and that specific person. You know, I'm trying to generalize a very broad subject and literally, I mean, when parents go to the extreme, like, oh, you could be dead in a ditch somewhere. Someone can do anything to you. It is very possible. I mean, you can get harmed at school or whatever. 
And there's a certain level of expected safety when you're at school and church. But she doesn't know anything about this house. She hasn't asked any questions. Ames, she hasn't. And literally, it says, he kissed me urgently. And while I, um, hold on. Yeah, and while I tingled, something akin to panic shivered my skin. So she's scared. But it's like an exciting scared. Um, I'm not going to say that. Like, this is how she gets her, like, her kinks or whatever. We don't know, um, at this point if this is her first kiss or not. So he, technically, he assaulted her as soon as they were alone and without the threat of her sister coming in, her grandparents, or her actual parents. It was such a surprise that I didn't really kiss back. Mark lightened the pressure. Um, yeah, Mark lightened the pressure his mouth had on mine, then eased off entirely. Quickly kissed the end of my nose and skimmed his hands up and down my bare arms. Oh my God, my first kiss. Okay, so um, I know we're in the era of Me Too, but... Uh, here, I'm, I'm just going to say, he did not ask. They, there um, wasn't any conversation in between the ellipsis from page 193. So when we jump into page 194, they've been driving for some time. It could have been five minutes. It could have been ten. It could have been a whole half hour. We don't know. Um, but... <sighs> Literally, no conversation whatsoever. And I'm guessing if there was conversation, it was like playful stuff. But I'm pretty sure that if you're alone with someone, I know you may be nervous, especially if you're young like that. But like, this is why I am a heavy advocate for um, young girls asking questions. And being, you know, outright, well, not rude, but just very persistent in what's going on. Because one of the major things that I had learned on my own was I need to ask you a lot of questions. Like you as the guy who was trying to, you know, like court me or whatever. I need to ask you a lot of questions because there is a lot that I don't know about you. And yes, when you first meet a person and you start dating them, they're going to put their best foot forward. But at some time, you're going to find out that their worst foot is like usually a few feet behind, maybe not a few feet. Maybe it's a few yards, but seriously, um... It isn't far behind and it's supposed to be there because you have a good side to you and a bad side to you. The bad side of Mark is going to show later on, but this is a red flag to me that he didn't even ask to be kissed. Like he didn't even ask her if she would like to be kissed. He didn't ask for permission. He just took it. 
Whoa, I didn't mean to rush you like that. Sorry. He put his hands in the air as if to mock and surrender. Um, Yeah, okay, so that's playful, but yeah, no. Mm -mm. Like, a girl who's fully realized herself... I'm pretty sure it would be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to do that anymore. I'm like, yes, it was nice and I enjoyed it because I'm a human and I have, you know, fleshly desires just like every other human. But even though it, it was like something that I really wanted to do, I was not ready to kiss you yet. I was not ready to even entertain the thought, you know. Like, because sometimes people will entertain um, certain thoughts, but when it comes down to actually um, physically doing uh, specific said thoughts, they will back down or they'll, you know, reevaluate and go at it a different kind of way, you know? Uh, sometimes it just depends on the environment. Sometimes it depends on the nature of whatever it is that they were thinking and how they're going to act upon it. Sometimes it's a good thing that you didn't just, you know, all of a sudden, boom, I'm going to do this. Because, you know, when you do things um, impulsively, you know, it, it, it may be very detrimental later on but you may not think that because you're not thinking ahead sometimes you need to think ahead and sometimes it's you know fun to just be spontaneous but a lot of times at least in my human experience when I see others or when it's happened to me when you're trying to live your life spontaneously and you like because sometimes people can live their lives spontaneously their whole entire lives because they have a certain um they have certain beliefs or they have a certain way that they want to live their life and they're able to do it some people would like to live like how like however they imagine or fantasize but they either don't have the guts they don't have the resources or they don't have the information or knowledge to be able to live that type of life that they want. And sometimes they're pure lazy and they don't want to try to achieve that life that they want. They want someone else to give it to them. And sometimes they're like, well, no, I'm just happy, you know, that I still have a mind to think about it. You know, I'm okay with where I am. Some people literally do not care about settling so like honestly I have seen those people who live their life impulsively with very little planning and it goes to crap like literally sometimes a lot of things do not pan out well because it was spontaneous it was not well thought out impromptu things like constant improvisation if it isn't, like, if it's acting or if it's, like, you're on, uh, like, the stage at a theater, you know, and you need to buy some time, it's fine. Improvisation is fine there. But in your daily life, almost every other moment, well, not every other moment, but every other waking hour of every other living moment, 
that you have, like, it, you have to have some type of planning. Because if you don't have any type of planning, it'll just be a bunch of chaos. And literally, I have lived through going through a bunch of chaos because um, ill-equipped people were trying to do things that were, um, you know, that required planning. You know, like, I'm not here to harp on a lot of people who have children. Like, sometimes it's a spontaneous thing. Like, I really want to be pregnant right now. And you guys go for it. And, like, within, like, two months, boom, pregnant. Um, And then there are people that plan for it. Now, I know that if you over plan, it, it may, like, set you up for failure because you're expecting you know, your life to go this type of way or you're expecting um, the lives of the people that you take care of, that you've decided to take care of or those who are within your realm of responsibility, like if they don't live up to whatever you've planned, then, oh, everything is ruined. Well, I understand that we do need planning, but life isn't about, you know, plans 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 this plans that it's also about spontaneity like it, it's such a difficult thing when you try to talk about balance because um a lot of times when children are taught things they're taught good bad you know right wrong um the right way to do this according to our religion or according to our country or state laws um the right way and the wrong way to conduct yourself in society according to our social rules and things like that and then of course the opposite like what not to do within our religion what not to do within our country what not to do within our rules of society you know what not to do like within our little like corner of the earth and I mean they're really ever taught balance and if they are taught balance I mean like if they are taught balance a lot of times they'll forget it like this is just in my personal experience um like Buddhism a lot of people are like oh my god Buddhism is you know, <laughs> someone said Buddhism is like a gateway to like living a sinful life or whatever. And I literally, I didn't see too much of anything wrong with it. I mean, honestly, I, saw, I literally see Buddhism as balance and I see um, Christianity at least the denomination that I'm with, I literally see it as, you know, you know what to do. You know how to be better. You know it. Um, If you do better, then good on you. If you do worse or if you decide not to do, you know, what you know you should do, then, you know, you're just going to have to deal with the consequences and God's not going to keep forgiving you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just, oh my God, this is long. Okay. 
but you know like <laughs> let me just get back okay so he's kissed her he's like oh i didn't mean to rush you and then he apologizes um he says i have to remember just because i'm not a kid you most certainly still are i'm not a kid i snapped just like well a kid r2 he said yeah that's a real kiddo there R2, 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 yeah, nah, like that. Um, he said, stomping his foot like a three-year-old. Am not, I yelled, sticking my tongue out and crossing my eyes. Then I leaned into him and put my hands, well, put my arms around him. Um, we just had our first fight. Well, it wasn't really a fight. It was a little bit of a spat, but okay. You have to pay the toad with a makeup kiss. Um, isn't that pay the troll? Maybe. He swept the hair away from my face and leaned down to me. His lips were close, so close, but he didn't touch. He looked, just looked into my eyes. So this is very intimate. Um, obviously, her first intimate moment with a boy. Um, if he wanted to. He could, like, perform mass manipulation. He could start saying stuff like, you know, I really love you. You're so beautiful. Like, uh, like something like, I've fallen for you or something like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. Things like that. Like, you know, just words of, well, it wouldn't be words of comfort. But if he chose to use words of comfort or words of, you know, um, um, what is that word words of admiration toward her like you know obviously he could get her into bed or whatever and we all know that once sex is had there is a connection there is a bond even if the sex is bad like you're still allowing a person inside of you or you're still allowing yourself to be inside of a person so it's a big deal. Um, a lot of people have um, sort of kind of put sex in a... They kind of put sex in a category of what type of, you know, drink do you like the best? <laughs> sort of, kind of. Like, uh, do you like milkshakes? Or do you, you like, um, I don't know, um... Root beer, root beer floats or something, something like that. Like, do you like milkshakes better or do you like soda better? They kind of like put it in that category. I finally closed the gap and kissed him. My first official real kiss. So that first one, um, where he kissed her, she forgave that because, like, it says here, and. It's italicized. Oh my God, my first kiss. So that was technically her first kiss. But this one, the one she's going to count as her official one, is the one where she's um, willingly giving consent. He slid one hand. Um, well, hold on. Let me read this. Okay. He slid one hand and cupped the back of my head, pulling me to him and teasing my lips with his tongue. That kind of sounds gross, but, you know, it could also be beautiful. It depends on how it's portrayed when you're looking at it visually. And, I mean, in everyday life, you don't want to stare 
at people making out. You don't want to, like, because that's their intimate moment, and I get it. They're having an intimate moment out in the public. And yes, it could be romantic for movies and things like that. But, you know, sometimes... Because if you do it realistically, where... Because realistic... Okay, let's take... Okay, wait, let me finish reading this part, and then we'll get into that. Um, A bad boy kiss. It was an excite. Wait, it was as exciting as the gun I'd felt at his ankle the other day. So once again, um, like I said, uh, sex will happen, literally, because when I was younger, I was always told, you know. You are going to have, I'm going to be there when you have your first kiss, when you have your first this, when you have your first that, when you have your first that. This is my mother talking. And she would literally say, I never want you to be like a pregnant statistic. You know, teen girls getting pregnant by stupid boys who <laughs> are dumb. She, she would go out loud. But then, you know, um... I realized at like 13, 14 that, oh, um, I had seen a scene from, I don't, I forgot what movie it was, but literally it was a very pretty, like, it was, it was pretty the way that it was shot, I guess. Um, it was a nice, soft kiss, like a sweet little peck, and then it lasted longer, and and then it lasted a little bit longer, and then, like, the mouths were open, and then there was all of this heavy breathing. Obviously, the kiss is escalating, right? So, um, then there's, like, the touching happening and everything, and then I think... If I remember right, they get interrupted, but literally, um, putting that together from, like, other times when, if we're in a movie, if we were in a movie theater at the time, and there just so happens to be, like, a small sex scene about, mm, I would say about 50 seconds or whatever, like, I could see the kissing part, but once clothes start coming off and you know grouping and all that stuff my eyes were you know shielded you know because that was just my mother um I realized at a young age that kissing often leads to sex and that leads to children if you are not protecting yourself if you're not taking certain precautions um I learned later about disease and stuff like that but I mean like in my head When I first put it together, I was like eight years old or whatever, you know, that kissing. Well, no, I was eight years old when I was first told, like, if you kiss a boy, then you'll get pregnant. And when I was like 13 or 14, I was like, oh, okay, I I get it now. It's connecting, like, it's connecting in my mind now because I understand I can form a correlation to, you know, what I've seen so this right here a bad boy kiss and she's excited this type of rush this type of adrenaline like she's already well 
um, not her, I forget who it was. I think it was her grandmother or, I don't know, I think it was her initially. She was scared that she was enjoying the rush of excitement from, um, you know, the gun and from getting caught and, you know, like... (laughs) It's a whole bunch of stuff, like, you know, with the stealing and everything, the rush of excitement. Oh, this is exhilarating. I like this. So if that is how you get your fix, literally, it's kind of like the same thing with kissing and, you know, eventually sex. You like it's such a good thing. It's such a good feeling. And the rush of excitement basically you'll end up, you know, with bad habits, you know, and, um, I just, okay, hold on, I, let me see, because I really want to discuss just a little bit more, how long is this chapter, I actually just started, I've been talking for so long, I'm sorry guys, um, the last a few more pages, Okay, so we're going to break here. We're going to call it part one. And then we're going to enter part two um, within the next one. So I will see you guys. I'll probably like lay my head down for a little bit. I am pretty tired. It's almost 3.30. Um, Okay. And I shall see you in a moment. Bye.